Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jarrett Bailey, Kurt Homister with you as always. Kurt, another day. Uh, how you doing? Another day, another dollar, my friend. We are back. Uh, episode 18 here. Uh, some more Bengals talk this week because last <laughs> week we had uh, Ken Anderson on, the legendary Bengals quarterback. And this week we have former second-round pick, Bengals tight end Drew Sample on the show. Drew, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there, yeah. Training camp starting up here, so I'm sure you're getting a little excited now that uh, finally got something to look forward to because you've been off for for quite some time. But uh, so, how's that ankle feeling? Because last year you, you had the had the injury that kept you out for a good part of the season there. So, how's that ankle feeling? You ready to go this year? Yeah, it feels great. Um, it was just you know it was unfortunate timing. Got rolled up on pretty bad, and uh, it was nice because you know obviously I wanted to play at the end of the season, but there just there just wasn't enough time to get it back where I felt like I could um, you know play basically contribute. And so um, I was pretty much fully healthy probably by the end of February, I would say. Um, you know I was feeling good. I was doing everything in training. So um, and then obviously with this off season longer than normal, uh, it was nice for me because I just I was able to you know, basically train for longer, make sure my body was good. And, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm excited that we're finally in the camp and we're finally starting to do some football stuff. Cause it's been, it's been too long. Yeah. How's, how's this, uh, this camp been? Because obviously with the, uh, you know, on, ongoing global pandemic that we've dealt with for this entire year, how's this camp been um, in comparison to last year? Cause obviously, you know, there's a lot of different precautions that need to be taken. Yeah. It's, there's just a lot of little things that, you know, that, are in place, like, you know, protocols and things like that, that, you know, everyone's, everyone's getting used to, you know, wiping stuff down, wearing masks, you know, getting tested every day. Um, so there's that, you know, challenge outside of the football stuff, um, just to make sure, you know, you're trying to, everyone has their families, everyone has people, you know, they care about that have been affected by this. So, um, you know, we want to, we wanted to play football and, we, and we're getting that, but at the same time, we want to make sure we're being safe. Um, and then on the football side of things, it's just, it's different because normally right now we'd be, you know, full go, um, you know, padded practices in the heat of camp, getting ready for preseason games. And right now, you know, we're, we're doing walkthroughs and workouts. So um, it's definitely different. It's, uh, it's great just to be back in the football, but there's, there's definitely some differences from last year. Um, things are kind of slowed down a little bit. And so 
um, you know, everyone's adjusting well, and I think everyone's excited to get going. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be tough for you. I mean, you especially, too, because you're, I mean, kind of, you could say this is basically your rookie year if you play the, the whole year. So it's got to be tough for you and all the other new guys coming in that no, no preseason games this year. You guys are just going to be playing, you know, against each other, probably getting some pad work in and hitting each other. But you're not going to be able to get that real game atmosphere. So, I mean, how tough is that going to be going into week one without even seeing anybody else but your own teammates? Yeah, I think it's going to be different. Um, you know, last year I played in all the, most of the preseason. And so that definitely, you know, as a rookie, you get used to the speed of things. You, you kind of understand how it, how things are going. And then the pre the regular season is another jump up from that. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be different. Um, you know, we get to go against a lot of good guys on our defense um, every day, which I think will definitely be a bonus um, for us to try and get, you know, we're, we're getting great work. It's just, like you said, it won't be that true game atmosphere. And then, you know, another thing is who knows if there will be even any true game atmosphere this year with the fans and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I know we're just preparing to, to go out there and, and, and play and, you know, kind of really go, go at things on the fly and, um, you know, hopefully guys get up to speed. But I think the coaches are going to do everything they can to try and simulate, you know, whether it's scrimmages or, you know, hitting in practice, whatever it is, because the good news is everyone's in the same boat. So we will uh, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of attention on you guys going into this offseason, obviously, with the drafting of old Joey B down from LSU. How has he been in training camp? What's the relationship like between you guys? I mean, he's been great. Um, you know, obviously, we don't have OTAs and stuff. But from the second we were on those Zoom calls with the team, you know, you could tell that he put the work in from, you know, the second he got drafted to try and learn the playbook, you know, get the terminology. Um, he just has like a confidence about him that, you know, you really look for in a quarterback and, you know, I'm sure you don't see in a lot of rookies. Um, and so it, he's been, he's been great so far, just being able to kind of come in and, and kind of try and take command of the huddle and, um, just be, just be that quarterback that, you know, that we need him to be. And so, so far he's done everything right. And it's been, it's been exciting to watch him, you know, throw the ball, sling the ball around because that's, you know, talent is not an issue, but then, you know, I think he's going to be a great leader for us too. I, I like to think that, uh, you know, this, this team is going to look a lot different because it absolutely is. I mean, you got you can just run down the list here because your fellow draft mate here, Jonah Williams, who didn't play a single snap last year, who was the Bengals' first-round first pick. They got you, who was their second-round pick, coming back. Who else? A.J. Green. You got the new quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, coming in. I mean, it's, it's a totally revamped roster, and I'm sure you guys are absolutely excited to get out there because – You've been sitting around during quarantine just like everybody else. You know, you can't you can't get out on the field. And now you look at this roster, and you guys can really kind of make some noise this year. That's uh, a tough tough division to play in. But, I mean, you got the talent. So, I'm sure you guys are really, really pumped to get out there this year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, even for me last year, I mean, I haven't even really seen AJ, you know. Yeah. And right. <laughs> um, just being out there with him on the same field as him, you know, running routes on air, you're like, you know, this guy's a, a special player. Obviously, he's been in the league a long time and, you know, a top five receiver. And, and I think he still is. And he, I know he's out to prove that this year. And so being able to have him back is awesome. You know, we still have, obviously, Joe Mixon back, who's, I think, one of the best running backs in the league. And I, I think our offense, you know, with everything that Joe can bring to the table and everything we got coming back, I think we could do a lot of good things. Um, and obviously on our defense, too, you know, we got a lot of new pieces and a lot of, a lot of new guys. And so um, I definitely think, you know, we, if we're doing this the right way, I think we can, we can make a lot of noise this year, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, because well, 
Jerry, I, I mean, you and I were talking about it even with, with Ken Anderson uh, last mm-hmm. week. This is probably one of the top, you know, receiving weapons on this, on the, in this whole league. I mean, you got A.J. Green, you bring in T. Higgins, you got Tyler Boyd, you got John Ross, who's still out there. You got you, Tyler, or C.J. Uh, Uzama, you got Joe Mixon. I mean, like I said, you guys can make some serious noise. So I know I'm, I'm excited to watch this happen. I'm excited to watch Joe Burrow out there with you guys for sure. Hey, Drew, all I ask is that, you know, the t- two times a year you play Pittsburgh, you just take a little bit easy. How's that sound? <laughs> I don't know. After after what they did this last year, I think we can – I don't yeah, think we're looking yeah, to do right. that this year. But, <laughs> but just, well, I mean, one more question before we let you go here. Talking about, you know, those offensive weapons, where do you see yourself fitting in here? Because you got – like I just ran through it all. You got a lot of high, high-powered offensive talent there. You coming in, uh, highly touted tight end from Washington, second-round pick. You know, you came in the very good run blocker you are, but where do you see yourself fitting in here and how you're going to, you know, help this team out next season? Yeah, I mean, I think I think our offense, like you said, we have a lot of weapons. And I think when we were playing, you know, obviously we didn't play great last year, but when we were playing our best ball, you know, once our run game was going, I mean, that just opens up our whole playbook, our whole offense, allows Coach Taylor to call, you know, anything. And so I think – you know, for me, I just want to be—I want to be an all-around complete tight end. So, I mean, for me, I want to help help Joe, you know, get loose in the run game, and I think that opens up, you know, our whole offense, allows us to, you know, really dictate something that we—I don't think we're really able to do last year. Um, and then I think with Joe being able to sling it around and having all the weapons we have, I mean, I think we're really going to put a lot of pressure on teams. You know, there's there's not really one guy that you can, you know, okay, you can sit and double AJ. Okay, you have TB in the slot, you have Joe out of the backfield, you have. TJ and I as tight ends, you know, so, um, you know, I think we're just a really hard team to match up with when we have, when we have our full, you know, playbook at our disposal. And so I think that's, for me, just put myself in a position to, you know, do whatever we need in the offense, whether that's run blocking, pass protect, you know, third downs, whatever it is, red zone stuff. Um, so I'm definitely excited just to see how that all looks. Cause it's, I think it can be real dangerous. And, um, you know, I know the coaches are excited about it too, to, to get going to really open up our playbook. And I think that'll be one of our strengths, hopefully, on offense. It is Drew Sample, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. Drew, good luck to you this year. We'll see you on the field here in about a month or so. Like I said, just go easy when you go up against Pittsburgh. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, good luck this year to you, mate. Yep, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Drew. Right, we'll mate. be rooting for you this year, my friend. Stay safe out there. All right, thank you. And that is Drew Sample, tight end from the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, you know, the more I look at it, Kurt, it's, you know, you, you, I mean, you already did it already. You look down the rest of this offense, it's just, you know, it's kind of underrated in terms of, you know, the attention that they're getting right now. Um, lot of, a lot of weapons on this. And then revamped defensively as well. I mean, they had Von Bell. So, I mean, um, I think that their front seven on defense isn't, you know, something to shy away from either. So we'll see how Cincinnati fares in that strong AFC North. I think a big point of this this whole team, the success that they're going to have, comes down to that offensive line because that offensive line was pretty ugly last year. I mean, they, yeah. they've kind of revamped it. And like I said earlier, Jonah Williams was one of the top offensive players, offensive linemen coming out of that draft in 2019, and he hasn't played a single snap for them yet. So that's going to be a big, big upgrade for that offensive line for sure. So we'll see what happens in the AFC North this year, but we'll shift our attention now over to the AFC West, a division we haven't really talked too much about. But when you look at, you know, we know Kansas City's going to be more than likely great because uh, they got all 15 and red there at quarterback. So um, 
looking elsewhere, though, you know, we can even start. Let's start with the Chargers because this is a team that, you know, they already had a great defense going into the season. They add a lot of different pieces um, on that side of the ball. They sign Linval Joseph. Um, and then they bring Chris Harris over from division rival Denver in the secondary to go along with Derwin James, uh, Casey Hayward. I mean, this is a very stacked defensive unit. Offensively, nothing to shy away from either. Uh, where, you know, where do you like them going right now, bud? See, I really do like the Chargers, but it's just the fact that we don't know really what's going to be going on in that quarterback room because mm. they have Tyrod Taylor. We know what Tyrod's going to give you. He's not really going to throw interceptions because he's not really going to make any too risky decisions. He's going to he's going to be safe with it. He'll do the screen passes. He'll do short passes, and he can hit the deep ball. He's he's got a good arm for the deep ball, but. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like because they did draft Justin Herbert too, and I'm sure they're itching to get him in there, but they don't really want to rush it too much. But they got a lot of offensive talent too, so I don't know. I think they probably – do you think hmm, – because I'm kind of battling back and forth here with myself whether I like the Raiders or the Chargers to be the team to upset the Chiefs because I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Chiefs – The Raiders? Play. I love the Raiders this year. I do. And I will give you my spiel on them in a second here because I know you love the Broncos. I know how, how you're really loving the Broncos this year. But let me tell you, the Raiders might be a sneaky team this year, not just in the AFC West, but they they got something to prove. I think Derek Carr is a eh quarterback at best. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he can win games. I like what they're doing over there. In o or, oh, sorry, not Oakland, uh -huh. Las Vegas. They got me there. But – I don't know. I'm just – who, who's, your, who's your second best team in that division? I'll ask you first. My second best team right now would probably be Denver. Denver. I think that – here's the thing. I know that Drew Locke has only had – how many – five stars to his name right now? Yeah, not, not, not too many. They had Brandon he, Allen last year for most of it. <laughs> oh, good God. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's, he beat Cleveland, though, I believe. I think he was the one in there who beat the Browns in he Denver. Is. So, yeah, really here's the thing. I do like Drew Locke a lot. Um, you look at just the firepower on this offense. They bring in Melvin Gordon to put along with Philip Lindsay, two guys who are very capable of being a solid one-two punch and running back. And I think right away we saw the plan that John Elway's going with. He knows he's in a division with the Chiefs. He's, we got to score points. They go out and they get Jerry Judy, probably the best receiver in the draft, who kind of fell to him. They get, very nice pick, KJ Hamler, speedster, that they can put in the slot out of Penn State to go along with Cortland Sutton. Noah Fant already one of the you know, better young tight ends in football. Oh, and then defensively, they trade away a seven to get Jarrell Casey. They trade for A.J. Bouye to replace Chris Harris Jr. Von, uh, Von Miller, um, Bradley Chubb coming back. Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in football. There's nothing to hate about this Broncos team. The only thing that people can really say is that Drew Locke only has five starts. And even then, I've liked what I've seen from him in his five starts. And I think that I – mean, okay, maybe the offensive line is the one thing that you can point out and say it needs fixed because Garrett Bowles hasn't been good. They need to figure his situation out, especially on the left tackle side. But, but. I, 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 like, I like their offense a lot. I like their defense a lot. I think that they're a team who – it's going to be a tough division. I think that, you know, they'll lose at least one to Kansas City. They'll probably lose at least one to the Chargers. They might lose one to the Raiders. Even though I'm not very high on the Raiders, I'm not going to count out, you know, them possibly going, you know, four and two, three and three in that division. I think they're a team that can, you know, will finish between eight and eight the worst and maybe 10 and six at the best. I like them a lot. I think they're the second best team. But 
I don't what what's this Raiders thing that you're trying to get across <laughs> to me? Because be, for the before, love of God, before I get in on this, I want to hear your your take on Derek Carr because I don't really know if we really talk too much about Derek Carr. I feel like he's kind of the we forgotten don't. man in this league. So I want to hear your opinion before I go. Well, no one likes the six-yard out route more than Derek Carr does. He's perfectly fine going to the che- to the checkdown, and that's the thing that kind of haunts him and why he gets disrespected, as he said, is because he's not a risk taker. He holds mm-hmm. on to the ball a lot. He makes some boneheaded decisions at times. You know, the year that they went to the playoffs, um, he got hurt before the playoff game. They lost to Houston because Connor Cook was in a quarterback because he got hurt. He had a great year that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the following year, I mean, we kind of saw – um, the injury kind of take over, uh, the, the back injury. Um, and that led to the firing of Jack Del Rio. It brought in this whole new system. And ever since then, I mean, he's been okay. He's not been a bad quarterback. I think he's definitely been starting caliber. But we also might have to point to the lack of weapons on offense. Obviously, you know, Tyrell Williams emerged as a solid receiver last year, but he dealt with injuries. And I think that he's more suited as a very good number two and not a number one. So, which is Bring. why, which is why I like them this year because now you ha- you have him slotted in at number two. You're there you you draft Henry Ruggs, which was, I guess maybe a little bit of surprise that he was the first wide receiver taken. But I mean, you can't go wrong with him. I don't. I don't. He, think- I think he was the third best out of the top three, and they saw they they saw wow, he's fast. Let's take him. <laughs> they, they did the same thing with Darius Hayward Bay, and now he's a special yeah. teams gunner in Pittsburgh. So. You know, I think that they they fall in love with the combine, which is a horrible thing yeah. to do. Yep. And they took the fastest guy, which, uh, whatever, you know, good for them. They also bring in Jason Witten, who doesn't look right at all in a Raiders uniform. Have you seen no, that yet? Not. Oh, yeah. my God, it looks bad. See, um, we, we see, we see Mike Mayock kind of do this unconditional – he's just – he does it different. He does it weird. I mean, we see him take Cleveland Farrell – was it three or four overall two years ago? I think ago. it was four two years ago. And who they take? Yeah, they took because, tr- Troy Pride this year. Who shock, was... Shocked the world. Yeah, they, they, they did take um, – they because who was their first – or, yeah, it was, it was Henry Ruggs in the first round this year. And then, and then 19, they had two first-round picks. And I think it was Troy Pride they took at with their other first-round pick. Was it not? Or was it somebody mm-hmm. else? I probably should have looked this up. I don't think it hey, was. I, I but, can do it right now while you keep talking. All right, as I, as I do my spiel here, because I like their defense. I like their defense as a sneaky team because you run through that, that front line, that guy Cleveland Farrell, who maybe hasn't lived up to quite the fourth overall pick hype yet, but Jonathan Hankins, who's a good D tackle. Uh, Maurice Hurst, who was really big coming out of college, maybe hasn't lived up to it yet, but they, got, they still have that, that young potential. Max Crosby, who I think is – I love Max Crosby. I don't know about you, but that just – He's got that kind of nasty play to him that I just I, I really like. And they signed Max Crosby looks like a member of the Hells Angels, and I'm here for it. <laughs> he does a little bit. He's got that the frosted tips a little bit. There. Yeah, I like it. But um, they signed Nick Witowski, uh linebacker, and Corey Littleton, linebacker. So they're they're really beefing up that defense a little bit. And I don't know. I like that offense just with Josh Jacobs. I think Derek Carr is a a what's the word I'm looking for? He's He's a good quarterback that can win. He's a game. starting quarterback. That's he is. All we can and, say. I mean, he had he had 21 touchdowns with eight interceptions last year. That's not terrible. That's not great. But, I mean, as long as he can keep those interceptions under 10, I think the Raiders will be okay. But, I mean, I don't think they're going to win the division. I really don't. I think the Chargers are going to be the second team in that division. And then it'll be between Denver and uh, Las Vegas. I mean, it comes down to Drew Locke for Denver. It depends on if he can really – 
play as well as he did in those five games or if he's just going to kind of fizzle out? Let me see who they, they took. They took Damon Arnett, not Trey Pryor. Trey Pryor went to the Panthers. Damon yep, Arnett yep. was the one who went to Oak, or Las Vegas. Um, he wasn't expected to get drafted until around the second, maybe third round, and they yeah, did they, what they do. See, that's what they do. I don't know. Maybe in five years we'll look back and say that they really paid off and they're doing it all right, but – I will I say know. that I I will say that I like Jonathan Abram, their safety, who missed I think mm-hmm. almost all of last year with the shoulder injury that he sustained in Week One. Yep. Um, and the Brian Edwards pick, uh, wide receiver out of South Carolina. That's I, I like him a lot too. Um, so and I mean, they, they, did Ruggs, take, they did take uh, Lynn Bowden too. They, Lynn Bowden, who they they can put him really all over the field. Receiver, so yeah. They got some. They got some sneaky talent on that team. I think you're sleeping on them a little bit too much. Maybe I am. And here's the thing: I think it comes down to how the offense performs. But their defense has been so god awful the past couple of years. They had, I think, the year that they traded Cleo Mack. I think they had 12 sacks that season. <laughs> they had 12 Cleo, sacks. I think Cleo Mack had 12 <laughs> was himself. season. Yeah, I think that, he had 12 like, himself. <laughs> so that's the thing that I mean, Max Crosby. Yeah, he he showed last year that you know he can be a reliable pass rusher. And that's great. They need more of that. Um, Secondary-wise, you know, hopefully when Jonathan Abram gets healthy, that helps him out a little bit. We'll see how this Damon Arnett pick pans out. Um, But I do like the the pick of Brian Edwards. I mean, we'll see about Henry Ruggs. I don't think that that was a smart pick. I think that they just fell in love with his combine stats and decided to take him over Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb, both of which I thought were clearly the better choices. Mm -hmm. Um, But – yeah, we'll see what happens with them. I still like both the Broncos and the Chargers a lot more than I like them. Um, it'll be interesting, though. I mean, it, it's going it's to be a competitive division. There are a lot of competitive divisions this year. There's a lot of a lot of very evenly matched divisions. I mean, we just talked about, you know, the Bengals, Steelers, uh, Baltimore, and Cleveland. We talked about them last week, and obviously we talked about it today with Drew. But, I mean, you look around the league, there's really – there's – how many divisions are there where you can say, yes, they, that team is for sure absolutely winning that division? There's no question. There's not. I don't know. Like, I think I think the AFC West is probably the clearest just because Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you can Kansas probably City. pencil them in. Right. Look at the AFC North. There's absolutely no clear winner there. AFC East, maybe Buffalo right now. I think that they're kind of the one where everybody's like, okay, we'll give that one to Buffalo and yep. see what the rest of them do. So I think that the AFC West, AFC East are kind of the two where – we're kind of going, all right, yeah, probably give that one to Buffalo, probably give that one to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the AFC South, that's kind of still a toss-up between maybe Houston and Indianapolis. Um, I don't see Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee's going to be bad. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be very I mean, bad. I just, I'm not too high on, on Ryan Tannehill. Um, never really have been just because I've watched him struggle for years in Miami. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously he's on a new, new coaching. He's on a brand-new team, but it's just – I don't know. I think I think his his playoff run with Tennessee was just a little bit of flash in the pan. You know, he's not going to. I think it was very much lightning in a bottle, and they made two horrible mistakes this offseason. One, they paid Derrick Henry, yep. a guy who you know, I, as great as he is, he the style of run that he is, he's very power back wise, and he's going to have a lot of wear and tear on him, a lot of mileage on him already. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to live their running backs ever. No, and as and as much as that sucks for running backs, you know, I think that maybe Business. they should kind of get. Yeah, I think that they should do something in the CBA where running backs get, you know, their first contract is kind of their biggest one, mm-hmm. um, and then go from there. But 
you know, paying Derrick Henry wasn't a smart idea. Paying Ryan Tannehill wasn't a smart idea. Is Ryan Tannehill going to win you the Super Bowl? Probably not. I don't think so. Is he going to get you past Patrick Mahomes? No. He'll maybe win you one more playoff game, like a shocking playoff game like Baltimore, where I don't even think he threw for over 100 yards in that game. He didn't throw over 100 yards in any of the playoff games. Yeah, it was Derrick Henry. It was the Derrick Henry show the entire playoff run. So I think in both wins, he had a combined 175 yards passing. (laughs) So. Well, that's yeah. kind of like the uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo game uh, playoff game against uh, Green Bay. Didn't he? Didn't he throw the ball for like forty? He yards? threw eight times. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. We see because we saw that that Forty ers team just run, run, run. I mean, they had uh, uh, Breida. Raheem Mostert came in. Matt Breida did some stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, it was they were ground and pound all day long, and now they have they got Jarek McKinney coming coming back this year too, even though they lost uh, Matt Breida. So. I don't know. We'll see about San Francisco. I think they're another team that might take a step back as well. Um, I think yeah, I was going to say, the, the NFC West, where do we kind of feel on that? I mean, do we think that San Francisco is the clear favorite? Do we put Seattle there? Do we put Arizona there? I mean, there's... I, I personally put Seattle. I think Seattle would be, right now, my number one choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Arizona a lot, man. I like Arizona. I, too. I think they're going to be very fun to watch. I don't think their defense really is going to be I think their defense is going to be the reason they lose games. Um, once they, yeah, so their defense, couple, their past defense was horrible last year. Right. Um, Patrick Peterson missing six games didn't help that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they draft. I, I love Isaiah Simmons. I think he's going to be an absolute baller for them. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he does. Um, but Kyler Murray didn't get near enough attention that he deserved. There's one quarterback in the NFL who threw for 3,500 yards and ran for 500 yards, and it was Kyler Murray. That, so that I is, think and nobody talked about him, and now he's got DeAndre Hopkins, he's got Christian Kirk, friend of the show, and Larry yes, Fitzgerald, who just doesn't drop balls. So I mean, not to mention Kenyon Drake in the backfield, who lit it up as soon as he got to Arizona last absolutely. year. Absolutely. So, so they they are another sneaky team. So give them a couple. I I say two more years where they can really you know build up that defense, maybe get a few more pieces on that offensive line, and I think Arizona might be a team uh, that you don't really want to mess with. I think that, I mean, even in one more year, if they can lure at least a solid big-name free agent on defense or make some sort of trade, I mean, mm-hmm. I, is, is Arizona – I mean, I've never been to Arizona. It seems like a nice place to live minus the dry heat. It's um, really hot, but other than that, yeah, I think, uh, I think it'd probably be all right. <laughs> so, I mean, if they can lure at least one guy there, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I think offensively they're looking okay. The offensive line does need a little bit of work because Kyler Murray was running for his life that he was. a lot. And that's been, kind of, that's been kind of the problem the last two years. Josh yeah. Rosen got beat up his rookie year, too. So, mm-hmm. But he can it, run, it, so I don't know, maybe yeah. that to his advantage. But, I don't know, I mean, Chandler Jones is doing Chandler Jones things. He's mm-hmm. probably – I can't imagine he's too many years left, but I don't think he's really going to slow down much either. I think he's no. I mean, after you get 19 sacks in a season, I think that's kind of you know showing, hey, I'm still here doing this. Right. Right. The Rams are going to be bad. Rams are going to be bad. They're going to be bad for a long time because they don't have a first round (laughs) pick for another two years. I don't think either. So maybe one more year, but I don't know that that organization, them and the Jets are just not run very well. So. No, I'll give it to the Rams. They went for it. They said, to hell with it. We've got this two- or three-year window. Let's, let's see what we can do. And they got there. They just didn't win. They just didn't win. It was one of the most boring Super Bowls we've ever watched. So, thanks. That, yeah. Well, thanks, we LA. We can chalk that one up. Yeah. But, all right, bud. Good show. Thanks for Drew Sample for coming on. Uh, we'll get this thing wrapped up. You can find me on Twitter, NFL. New piece on Fansided coming out today. Ten dark horse bets to make for the NFL season. So, uh, looking forward to that. That'll uh, be out later today. Is Fallon included in any of those dark horse bets? 
Josh Allen is not included in any of these Come dark horse bets. <laughs> he's one of the most – he's a dark horse to win MVP now. I would bet on a think, few think guys. Think about the payoff. Think about the payoff if you hit on that bet. Well, right now here, I mean, we just talked about Kyler Murray. If you bet on him to win MVP, the line right now is plus 22.33. So, wow. every dollar you bet, you make almost 23 back if he wins MVP. So, a $100 bet can win you almost $2,300. All right. So, that might be the way to go. I'm going to read the articles, and uh, everybody else should, too. Um, where can they so find you on Twitter, my friend? You guys can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. Uh, all your bill stuff. We got training camp coming up on Monday, I believe. Monday is the start of actual training camp. Right now, these guys have just been doing, you know, conditioning, walkthrough mm. kind of stuff. But Monday, they're going for it. And uh, hopefully, we can get some good news coming out of that. And we're an inching ever so closely to hopefully an NFL season. That we are. And be sure to check out the Laces Out Twitter page. Still trying to get, you know, this whole line of shirts going. Speaking of that, um, got in touch with our friend Ken Anderson. Um, if there is a market for this, we will be making shirts featuring the legendary Bengals quarterback. Um, a percentage of the proceeds will go to his foundation. So um, if you're interested in a Ken Anderson shirt, we will get those, you know, those designs out here within the week and uh, try to you know, have money go to a good cause. Um, for what Ken Anderson's doing. He's doing a lot of good stuff with his foundation. You know, we talked to us about that that lineup of interviews that he's got here in the coming weeks or so. So um, Ken Anderson Foundation, you can also get the Jameis 30 for 30 shirts. Um, if you just DM us on Twitter, we'll find a way to get you one. We will, and, find, uh, you, we will find a way. Absolutely. So get yourself some Laces Out merch. And um, there also another one might be on the way. I'll give you a little bit of a teaser for that. I don't um, even possibly. know what he's talking about. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, Ten minutes before this show started, I got the text. So we'll, see, right. we'll see how this goes. Uh, but it does involve another quarterback that is, what's the word I'm looking for? Notorious, um, in a sense. Is so, it Nate Peterman? It's not Nathan Peterman. That's a good guess. That's a shame. All right. All right, well, until next yeah. time. Until next time. We will uh, – We'll see everybody next uh, time. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, Drew Sample coming on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we can get a few more guests coming on. Uh, I know they're all a little busy here with training camp starting up and everything, but uh, we will try our best to get you a good football talk until the start and the kickoff of the NFL season. So thanks for everybody tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.